Opportunities, free advice, but not for cheap old gambling wheels, shaded deals. Lead me back here to my Good evening, Star Trek D Space Nine Season 7, Episode 3, titled After Image, is over, and it has been since 1998, but we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast in 2023, 25 years later, to talk about this episode as we continue our ongoing journey to watch every episode of Star Trek D Space Nine and talk about it and review it. I'm Dave Mater, and I'm joined with Kevin Millard tonight. How are you doing tonight, Kevin? I'm doing good. I'm... Uh... I guess I'm going to have to pay attention today. I guess it's just you and me, <laughs> you know? So it's how it goes. I, I was just looking at all the names we have in our credits, and it was like, yeah. not so many tonight, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, you know, we, we did move our night tonight. We're normally on Monday nights uh, for the season seven, but we went on Tuesday night because I had a meetup last night with some of the other Federation podcasters, including Andre Mayette and Chris Murphy and Jamil Robinson, uh, just to, you know, meet each other in person imagine that uh because andre was in town and uh and sorry for the, the the delay getting started tonight uh i was having technical issues with my microphone first my camera then my microphone uh, i broke my microphone when i was trying to fix my camera and all of that aside let's get back to the the, the episode itself uh after image the third episode of season seven the first Esri focused, Esri Dax focused episode in the series and in the season. Um, and we're here to break it all down. Spoilers ahoy. Um, and uh, and break, so it's just a, a few uh, little stats about this episode. The episode written by Rene Echeverria, directed by Les Landau. Um, and uh, it, it, it aired originally October 12th, 1998. And it, uh, I would say this is. By definition, a bottle episode. Um, wouldn't you yes. say? They don't leave yes. the station. They don't even go to the Defiant. Um, no guest any, stars. No guest stars. No other sets. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I guess you can say Andrew Robinson kind of a guest star, but not really. Um, yeah. You know, uh, not re- he's basically a member of the cast as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that's like, I guess, you know, having gone into the desert in the last couple episodes, they felt like uh, not doing that. Oh, maybe not just you and I, Kevin. There is another. Hello. Hello. Jody Simpson coming to us from the station, coming from his orbit around Terok Nor. <laughs> on his way to Bajor. On his way to Bajor. Or from Bajor, running from Bajor. I'm running out of air, guys. I'm running out of air. <laughs> yeah, let me out. Let me out. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so we're here. Uh, glad to have you with us, Jody. Uh, oh, your just... shirt looks really weird. Anyway, All you right. got that green shirt, eh? So, it's not uh... green. It's blue. But like the chroma keys, I guess, messing it up. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. it's, it, it's a tag team, but that's okay. Um, okay, so we're just talking about this episode from uh, 25 years ago, almost to the, the month. Um, you know, the debut of, of uh, Esri Dax. Let's let's break all, let's look at the screenshots. This episode, plot wise, won't take us much to get through because uh, it's pretty, pretty quick. Because there ain't much of one. There isn't much of yeah. one, and it's a it's a bottle episode. An episode to really, I think, the purpose of this whole episode is to just let um, Nicole Debar's Esri Dax character sort of find her legs a little bit. I think it does an okay job, um, you know. But it's like, and I think that they were trying to deal with things like PTSD and some other issues that in 1998 were maybe not as top of mind, um, you know. So, uh, so you know, it's we're looking at it through the lens of today uh here in 2023 almost 2024 uh esri dax now here on the station uh you know she was briefly introduced to the staff uh, at the end of the second episode as uh, you know ben cisco is, and, and jake cisco known her like five minutes longer um and um uh, and she's talking to morn about all the people on the promenade uh but morn's just looking at her with kind of that blank expression he always has you know and he's like you have no idea she's like you have no idea who i am and I don't think he does, but you know, um, it was an okay gag, I guess, to start off the episode. Uh, Morn just ends up walking away, and then Ezri walks by the Bajoran Temple to where, of course, um, Jedzir Dax was killed not only four episodes before this, um, by the Paw Wraith or Dukat or some combination thereof. Uh, so she ends up going into the temple to look at the orb. Runs into Kira, uh, you know, and, and stating that she, uh, you know, this is where she was killed. It's actually not where she, where Jedzer died. Jedzer died in the infirmary. Um, so, right. but she was sustained injuries that led to her death here. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm splitting hairs, but, um, you know, she didn't actually die in this room. She was attacked in this room. I get that the, the damage was done here. So I guess it's close enough. But anyway, Kira doesn't like to think about that. This is a holy place. Um, not much for Kira to do in this episode. No, like this is the only scene with. Oh, and at the end, right? Like she's like, yeah, she's at dinner? the party. That's about it. Come to but, dinner because Oda just watched me chew or whatever. But yeah. how nice is it for Dax to find out that Kira is like, yeah, I just I don't think about it. I don't. <laughs> I just come here anyway, and I'm like, yeah, it's a temple yeah. like any other. <laughs> <laughs> right it's a, well you know it's the only one on the station that we know of and so uh be, being as devout uh as kira is she's coming to services no matter what um you know and uh you know so uh esri and her have this sort of awkward exchange um you know and she ends up walking out of the room we get a little bit of a jump here and Ezri's at that's the that's what bar. they should have called this episode awkward exchange awkward exchanges <laughs> After image, uh, we find out as because Quark's very friendly to Esri, uh, unlike Kira, uh, who uh, you know serves her some blood wine, the good stuff, not that swill. But uh, Esri doesn't like blood wine, she doesn't like Ractagino either, um, as we found out last episode. Um, she really doesn't like anything Klingon, doesn't like anything Klingon, doesn't like a lot of what Jed's ear liked, yeah. you know. So they're very different women, 
you know, um, despite yes, and that at least plays into Pouty Wharf all episode. So, Howdy Wharf. Well, speaking of, of such, uh, you know, uh, Quark's a little confused as to why she would want to leave because Ezra says, I'm going to go back to my ship, the destiny, and whatever. And, and Quark wants her to stay. Uh, to that which... might be the biggest problem I have with this episode is the fact that they keep teasing me that she's leaving and then she stays at the end. <laughs> it's a tease. It's oh, that's a not... tease. I'll tell you what my biggest issue with the episode is, but when we get to it. Uh... Oh, I think it's probably the same as mine, but we'll see. Okay, we'll find out. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I think it's maybe all of ours. We'll see. Um, anyway, but just as uh, you know, he's, uh, as we're talking to Quark, uh, look who walks into the bar. Worf, you know. Uh, and Cody Emo Worf. Emo Worf, Ezri smiles at him, uh, to which he is not into it. He is not uh, feeling this. He's, you know, uh, she, he walks kind of right out. Or no, there's kind of like this, this really cool. Like but, that but this man was married to a trill. Yes. He totally understands this. He gets all of it. He, he's fully aware of how this works. Right. I have no idea why he acts the way he does. Because uh, the writers decided he does. Because he's so oh, silly. Because he's Worf. Worf always acts this way all the time for everything. He yeah. is oh, always, but he's the greatest character in Star Trek, according he's to some always people. all in his feelings. Not not the people that are currently on this panel, but he he got hit with a with a with a barrel and wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Like of uh, course, Sam, no, it's not my first time on. To everything, yeah. I, I've been on this channel many, many times. No, on, on D Space, I think he's asking. Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. I think actually I have been on an episode or two before. I think you might have been, yeah. Maybe. I can't remember exactly when, but uh, maybe I think this I, first. Time I was wasn't a regular. Let's put it that way. First time this season, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Um. Yeah. So Worf, uh, it's awkward. Ezri goes, "What the hell?" And then he walks out. That's the teaser. So you know, you kind of know what kind of episodes you're in yeah, for. This right is this is a straight up Enterprise level teaser. <laughs> maybe. Uh, get the title card after the credits after image uh, Cisco in his office looking at a pad here's the door chime to his office but nobody's there what's going on then he finds out it's the back door uh, the seldom used back door to uh, Captain Cisco's <laughs> there's office there's so many jokes <laughs> it, it, it would have been funnier if she had popped out of that access panel that uh, like um, Ro uh, Robin Ro Quirk oh yes Ron, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been, been better. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cisco was like, uh, they were like, they were like, yeah, she's like, I met, I met, I met this, uh, I met this Frankie who told me about this, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, Cisco is super happy to see her, invites her in, um, and uh, you know, she's she's struggling with all her past lives and and pronouns and all those things, but uh, didn't want to come through ops because she didn't want to run into Worf. Uh, you know, she tells. Uh, cisco about the, the weird awkward encounter at quarks uh in the teaser uh you know and she's like he's so in pain i was his wife i can tell um i beyond this episode guys i just really love this model of the uss data list that's, that's, on that's the, way better than most of this episode yeah like i love this ship design um but that's i digress uh i get maybe maybe cisco served on on one like that at Maybe. some point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have like a sit. I actually do like the way Avery Brooks is really trying in these scenes with it. He is. Yeah. Yeah. No, him and him and Garrick, I think, are both great in this episode. 
Uh, it's just everybody else is terrible in it. Well, I just don't like the way uh, some of it's written. It's not even necessarily all the Yeah, I think the writing's the bigger problem here, yeah. In particular, and we... we well, okay, well, let me get to it, and then I'm going to do my rant. She, she's uh, a bit of a Barkley character at first, and I don't enjoy the Barkley characters. Yeah, just like the, that yeah. bumbly, nervous... That's a good way to yeah. explain it, actually, yeah. yeah. Sort of, yeah, like the new kid, but, you know, uh, it's kind of understandable uh then we have this this scene here in quarks it's uh o'brien bashir and odo and garrick uh sitting around a table and they're talking about the hollow suite program they're gonna do the battle of the alamo uh and uh and so i guess davy crockett and um who's who i don't know the legend of the alamo i don't either it's, it's, uh, it doesn't matter like my understanding is Davy Crockett and the other guy, they fought a bunch of Spanish people and they'd lost at the Alamo. It was like kind of like uh that um honestly, this is one of the yeah. first of three times I fell asleep during this episode. So <laughs> but I kind of want to see this. I want to see Odo play General Santana or whatever. Uh and um the, the bad guy, I guess, in that well, he's a shapeshifter. Story. The guy could be, play anything, really. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting like uh, hearing that. Anyway, they, and not, they're not going to get hollow costumes, guys. They're getting real costumes sewn by well, Garrick for this. Why would you? He's a plain, simple tailor. I guess, yeah. So, but uh, but uh, Garrick says, "No, sorry, I can't get them done in time." We also find out that everyone is like crowded around Garrick here, like banging into him with their glasses and everything. I've never seen Quark so busy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but everybody on like their side of the table is like completely fine. So I think like Garrick being uncomfortable, maybe they should have switched seats. And they don't even really. And if you look at like even the screenshot, kind of shows you some of this. It's not that busy behind them. It's only busy yeah. behind Garrick. Only behind Garrick. Yeah, yeah. which Garrick... I guess is supposed to show us his anxiety with spaces and, I... and stuff like that. Yeah, he tells I love here when he when he snaps, and they're like, "That was a bit harsh." I was like, "No, it wasn't." No, he was like, I don't like um, feeling crowded or, or yeah, people yeah. hovering over me. Well, he has anxiety. And I think this is some, and I, I myself have anxiety and, and I, I get where they're going with this. I don't think it was necessarily the best way written, but I think Garrick did a good job of portraying anxiety. I think he did a pretty decent job at that, but it's, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, yeah. I get full marks. It's just to out of Andrew. character, like really out of character. So, yeah, I get full I marks know. to Andrew Robinson. For absolutely, in the, absolutely. In the um, anyways, He's one so of he, the shining beacons in this episode. Absolutely. So he walks off here. There's kind of like everyone at the table's like, "That was weird." Garrick acting a little weird. A little bit of a time jump, and then Garrick's in his shop a little bit later. But uh, he mentions that he, he couldn't get the, the costumes done for O'Brien and Bashir because he was cracking codes for the uh the war efforts cardassian codes yeah you know and we see here he sort of has like this panic attack anxiety uh whatever you know however you want to characterize it but he's he's not doing well he's having um a bout of claustrophobia odo walks in and we can't even hear odo throughout the scene he's just like kind of muted um you know well because he's, he's obviously having anxiety attack and Right. You kind of close yourself off when that happens. So yeah. So uh but we're so we're seeing it from Garrick's perspective. Um and you know, and, and Garrick Odo's just like we just see him mouth the words like Garrick, are you okay? And stuff like that. Uh, eventually Garrick here collapses and Odo uh, calls for the medical emergency. Cut over to sick bay. Oh, I'm sorry, the infirmary. Um and uh <laughs> you know, uh and
and uh, they're you know they're Bashir is looking him over here, uh, saying, "Well, physiologically, there's nothing wrong with him." Uh, that you know, so they go out into the promenade, which is uh, because he says this was claustrophobia, even though you weren't in a claustrophobic space. Um, you know, and uh, Garrick's like, "I need some time off from cracking Cardassian codes," which Cisco does not like. He's like, "What? Well, we need you cracking those codes, Garrick. Like, you're my you're my Cardassian code breaker." But you notice he doesn't say that to Garrick. He's like, well, no. how long do you need? And then as Garrick, when Garrick leaves, he turns to Bashir. He's like, I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't go. I can't go to that Bill Ross. Yeah. You know, so this is a problem. Get so, my house so if they've if he's already cracked the codes, then why does why can't he just make something to crack the codes automatically? Like bloody. We had the Enigma machines and stuff like that. Like, it's, like an AI. Yeah. Like, it, you know, at this point, we're, you know. Uh, a little bit ahead of time of what we have now. So it's like, you know, it, it would only make sense. Like he shouldn't be really that needed at this point. Like he should be able to kind of, you know, decipher, make the decipher and then, you know, give it to the computer to do it kind of thing. He's, he says he has to do it himself and it's only Garrett can do some it. sort of nuance that uh, the computer. He, he helped maybe. invent the codes, he says, or the basic Code. All the more reason why he should be able to write something. <laughs> yeah. And, and decode it quickly. Yeah. Shouldn't take <laughs> well, that long then. Yeah, I guess so. Um, anyway, so then we have this other scene here with Esri standing on her head because Cisco goes to see Esri. Uh, because apparently this is something her previous host, Emony, the gymnast, used to do. Um, and uh <laughs> and again, Avery Brooks really tried hard, you know, to just like she treat- really is, yeah. Uh, more than he does in a lot of other times in scenes, you know. I think, Where, which is I odd, think, yeah. But I think after this episode, they drop all of these. Like, I'm standing on my head because of my previous host. I'm ordering this food because of I'm so confused. Right. I'm like that. That just it wears so thin. Oh, so it's quickly. ridiculous. So fast. Yeah. We're only in episode know, three, guys. So, I know these are supposed yeah. to be funny, but they just they they just not. Hit like I don't a think they balloon. were even supposed to be funny. I I didn't get that vibe. Supposed to be well, no, I think they're supposed to be, but the vibe isn't there. It's... Or <laughs> endearing. I guess they're trying to make us like her by making her vulnerable, right? I think like they're that. trying to explain to us that she's she's a trill, and it's like, but we already it's know just, that it's just too much. It's it's they do it yeah. too much. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and uh, you know, and and basically, Cisco wants her to become um, a counselor, the counselor on the station. You know, even though she, at this point, Esri, uh, prior to joining, was an assistant counselor, still had a lot more training to do. Um, you know, but they're like, he's like, no, I'm going to talk to Starfleet. And, you know, I think the that's kind of Cisco's way, though. Let's. I'll honest. talk to them. They'll get you promoted. You're you're good. You know, it's it's you know, we'll fast track you. Um, that's how that's Cisco's how it like. I get what I want. I get what I want. <laughs> Cisco's <laughs> like, Cisco's like, we'll shave your head. And then we'll make you a lieutenant. It'll be fine. We'll shave your head, give you a goatee, everyone will love you. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the man. <laughs> but by the end of this scene, he convinces uh, Ezri to go try to talk to Garrick and try to help him. So she agrees to that. Uh, then we have the scene here in Quark's, uh, where Quark approaches uh, Bashir, who's sitting by himself having a drink. And uh, basically, Quark says, have you met Ezri? She's the next best thing to Jedzir. You know, to which Bashir says, well, she's not Jedzir. But, you know, so uh, Quark kind of makes it clear that he's going to try to pursue Ezri, you know, and not let uh, her get away like he did Jedzia. And, and that's about the last we see of it, because literally he doesn't do anything else the entire episode. Uh, he tries to give Ezri a plate of food at the end. Uh, in the yeah, he does that. And then he takes it away from her after. Because she's afraid Worf will beat him up. 
for giving her food. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, but uh, you know, so so but ba- but basically Quark says, like, I'm going after Ezri, and if you are, and I'm gonna get her first, you know. Uh there's well, it's a competition, like everything with Quark, right? I guess so, you know. Um, and so and and, why? Why did we need this? Couldn't we drop this shit when Jadzia died? I got a bigger <laughs> question. Why do we need Ezri? What is the purpose of this? Oh, the character in general? Yes. Yeah. Um, why do I need that? Uh, well, it's content. Well, I know why they put it in, but yeah. Why can't like, you just let Jadzia die and you have a couple episodes of Worf, you know, mourning her memory and shit like that and getting over it and moving on? I think that they wanted, like, I think that the fact that the Dax character had this backdoor built in to, like, allow for the, the symbiote to pass to somebody else, I think that they were yeah. not going to not. I just do don't it. see why so late in the game we bother adding another character. Like, I just well, don't, I think, I don't get it. I, I think it's hard to add, well, add a character at this stage. Um, but oh, I think it always that, is. Yeah. For you sure. know, like, and this, I know you guys didn't watch Babylon 5, but it happened in Babylon 5 too, where Claudia Christensen left that show. Well, we had Ro Laren as well, right? Like she she was introduced well, later on in the series, but I think yeah, she was like, in the fifth season. Ro Laren, yes, but Ro Laren was really only there for like a season or two before she left. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 it's, it's, it's almost like it's the reverse Pulaski thing, right? Where Pulaski was only there for one year, uh, but it was early. Um you know, I don't know. We can figure out, I guess, we can talk a little bit more about Ezri's place and all this, but let's just talk about this particular story at the yeah, moment. So every Ezri goes to see Garrick, uh, but right away she's talking about, you know, her past lives and, her, you know, her confusion things. And this conversation is just confusing, mostly. Uh, stop bringing up Babylon 5. <laughs> I can't help it, Sam. You know, there's a lot of parallels. Just I wonder why that is. You know, it's... One day you'll see it, and then you go, Dave was right about Babylon 5. Um, maybe. We'll see. I'm not sure anybody's ever said that, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, guys, this whole this, this this initial exchange between Garrick and Ezri is mostly um, Ezri annoying. annoying, you know. Uh, Ezri talking about dying in the shuttle accident when she was Tarias. Um, the fact that she mostly talks about herself in this opening scene. Yeah. Garrick doesn't seem into that's this entire episode. What are you talking about? She talks about yeah. herself constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's a no, it's not. A, I don't love this scene. Uh, basically, it ends with Ezra saying, like, do you, do you find sewing helps? He goes, yes. And she's like, keep doing that. Um, at the at the end of this scene, she walks away like job well done. <laughs> do, 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 you know why? I'm she good. needs to go back. She needs more training. Like, I don't think you should fast track her. Training. I think you should. Yeah, like the, there's a process here. Um, I think yeah. she needs to go be held back a few grades, not be thrust forward. This was annoying claptrap. It was. Yeah, I was like, I, I think I think they should have just promoted her to Dabo girl personally. But <laughs> I I don't think this was a like good psychiatric session. No. Um, Nope. I would say that uh, maybe for her, but not for him. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was no episode of Frasier. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> no tusk salad and scrambled eggs. Uh, anyway, so she leaves. Um, then there's a time jump here. Do you hear the blues of Colin? Hmm? Do you hear the blues of Colin? Yeah, toss salad okay. and scrambled eggs. Uh, anyway, Ezri's run into Worf here, uh, and Worf's like Ensign, and she's like Ensign. 
I wish your wife. He was like, you are not Shinzo. I don't, I don't know you and I don't want to know you. Get the hell away from me. He's, you know, he's not very friendly. Um, then he went back to his room to listen to my chemical romance. Yeah, some Klingon acid punk. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, recite some Shakespeare in the original Klingon. Yeah, but Worf's not into it. He doesn't want to talk to her. Um, yeah, anyway. Then, later on, uh, Ezri's looking at the window, pondering things. She does a lot of that. You know, she's just looking out the window, looking sort of off into space. Uh, Cisco shows up. He goes, guess what? I don't want to tell you I told you so, but I told you so. Garrick's all great. He's doing amazing after yeah. you talk to him. He's an idiot, too. One day, <laughs> and they're like, they're all like, Garrick's fucking fixed. Oh, yeah. He's totally incredible. fixed now. Yep. Yeah. You are the best counselor in the history of counseling, you know? Uh, you need to go get a chocolate sundae from the replicator. Right. Then, Job so well then, done, Troy. I mean, I mean. Just <laughs> yeah, they write her about as good as as Troy to some of her counseling methods. Um, anyway, and so uh, then uh, you know, he, but Cisco wants her to stay, become the counselor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But she's she does the thing, the whole thing with Worf and makes her not want to stay. And he's like, I can talk to Worf. She's like, Don't talk to Worf. You intimidate him. Um, and he was like, Me intimidate Worf, and he starts laughing. I'm like, Cisco, you intimidate everyone. Like, yeah. do you know who yeah. you are? You, know, you intimidated good, Picard for Christ's sakes. Yeah, <laughs> this was this was a good scene though. Like his, he played this really well. Like the the sly smile. Every scene he's in later in episode, on, like, I think, was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, and I think that Nicole Dubois does the best with all of her dialogue and lines and delivery. Like, there's no, th this is not about her at all. Uh, oh no, you, no, this he, is the writing. Absolutely. Yeah. But but sometimes I'm just like uh, I'm not super into this story, <laughs> you know. Um, maybe because I maybe because I've already been through it, but I haven't really watched this episode in 25 years again. So neither have I. And I watched it, and I'm like, wow. Uh, you know, it's not one I've I, I would I've, I've put back on until today, you know. Um, so it was kind of interesting coming back to it. Um, anyway, so then there's this time jump in the where the replomat here where she's trying to order something with uh, like she keeps trying to like order foods that her past hosts would order but then deciding she doesn't want it eventually uh bashir shows up with his hot totty yeah i i you want a totty very hot you know okay this is now it's time for dave's rant okay okay this, i think we're is, on the same page here dave this is this, this is the scene i fucking hate and i'll tell you why um in this she's so in the conversation they're talking they're having this like thing and then she says uh stop flirting with me julian uh jedzir always loved when you flirted with her but she pretended like she didn't and if it wasn't for if it wasn't wharf it would have been you what the actual fuck are we yeah. talking about here like they weren't a couple they never dated once uh I would say if it wasn't Worf, it would have been uh, uh, Lenora Khan. Uh, and if it wasn't her, it would have been uh, Goodwin from Lost on that friggin' stupid planet that <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> Disappearing planet. Yeah. Or Captain Baudet. Or, uh, like you're literally more, like or, 20th uh, down the line there, bud. Or yeah. honestly, Quark first. Even yeah. Quark she before Bashir. Never, never, never showed any interest in Bashir whatsoever yeah this is yeah 
the vision no, they flirted history. with them all the time, according to the dialogue. As a matter of fact, I th I think that this this dialogue started off good. This scene started off good when she says, "Don't flirt with me." Jadzia could handle it. I can't. That's yeah, fine. I, like I was that okay. With That's that. fine. But then she keeps talking, and then it's like, "Fuck this." Should've it was gonna it be. Yeah. It was gonna be Bashir. No way. No, it was not. Also, like, as a counselor, maybe not a good thing to say to someone who's grieving. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, this just puts into question all of Ezri's memories. I'm like, do you really have yeah. Jedzia's memories? Like, because everything I ever saw of Jedzia and Bashir was... Well, they were... It also questions her career path. Because, uh, wow. Like, that's, like, was more... that's like 101. You don't do that. There was more between Worf and Troy. Than between like oh, yeah. and Dax, absolutely, like, yeah. There's more know? between Worf and Quark, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't even like each other. Like you know, it's um bizarre, bizarre that they they they've O'Brien and Jordy, like come on, you know, and uh, it, like I don't know, they they really leaned into this whole. It's not even a, it's not even a love triangle. It's like a love quadrangle uh, with Worf, Quark, Bashir, and Dax. I guess take your pick of which version of Dax. Um, and uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I not my, not no negative. Somebody I'm told down. They were writing an episode and they thought they were writing an episode of 90210. I, I get, I think that they already decided they, they wanted Ezri and Bashir to end up together by the end here. So that, I guess this is kind of setting that up, but yeah, like, that's gross. Yeah. Like uh, I didn't like that either, but in the middle of this, uh, conversation of that I hate. Uh, it's interrupted because a medical emergency. Uh, it's Garrick in the airlock. Uh, I like to this get scene. out. This was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like... does a good job portraying it too. Because when you have anxiety, you just like rational thought is out the window. Like right. he's like, I got to get out of here. And it's he's trying like, to like move the airlock. What are you planning on doing there, pal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much fresh air out there. Um, yeah. Actually, none. Uh, you know, like uh, why don't they just beam him out? in this situation uh but yeah that's a good point i never thought of that it was you know that they were trying to get the door open and uh you know and, and i did i did like the pullback here where you see him like pounding on the window yeah and there's like the cutaway here we're on the holodeck this is the only thing close to uh a, like thing would maybe not make it a bottle episode but i think it's just a as much of an illusion as the holodeck would yeah. have it be you know um and uh you know there's they're doing sort of like meditations and whatever um you know basically garrick's saying like we're still we're not uh in uh, like a nice landscape here i'm there's a hollow sweet wall just in front of us i know it's there this is not necessarily helping my claustrophobia <laughs> um but uh Ezra doesn't have any answers for that you know uh again like uh, there's always this talk that garrick can't go to bajor ever you know even for a day uh i don't really get it like or one of those many moons of bajor if he needs some like wide open spaces i'm sure or maybe he can just go to like the nearest federation colony and chill out for a week or go to ryza whatever i don't know but maybe this the is, man shouldn't be in space yeah maybe not you know um so anyway like esri leaves him here while he kind of just stares off uh you know seeing that this is He's still got the issues. Then we have this scene here in the infirmary with Quirk getting something pulled out of his ear. Um, turns out to be like this weird thing. Sex injury. 
a sex injury. He says I should never let it give me a you know like a, a hot toddy or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> uh, you know, so a, what a temporic tickle or something. A temporic yeah. tickle? Temporic tickle or something, yeah. Yeah. Something, something with tickle in it. I know that. I was like, so is this like a like you got the clap in your ear? Is that is that what happened here? No, no, he's just got a sex uh he's just got a sex object uh put into it's his a, ear. Oh, they put they, I think it's just a feather. Yeah, it's like a oh. feather. Oh, were they yeah. trying to get like a? Oh, they were trying to like penetrate. They were tickling his ear? him, and it fell into his ear. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, maybe she left something behind or grew. Which his still makes absolutely no sense. They could have. <laughs> they could have come up with anything else yeah, for him to would be have been incredible. Family. If it was an egg sack or something yeah. like. Oh, that would have been way better. <laughs> yeah, this is the. Yeah, you think you got a shot with Esri with that? No, I would say that. Uh, anyway, so so then Bashir goes to get some antibiotics for this because apparently it's quite the infection uh just then Worf shows up and he throws Bashir against the wall and like assaults him like straight up my, my favorite part of this scene is Bashir trying to get away yeah trying to move Worf's arm yeah and he can't budget he can't, at all he can't move it at all you know <laughs> Uh, and he's like, stay away from Ezri. I saw you talking to her. He's like, what do you mean? I can, you can't tell me who my friends are. He's like, you stay away from her. And you too, Ferengi. Ferengi. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and of course, just holding his thing. He's like, oh, okay. You know. Um, I know someone he, who is not the biggest fan of Worf. This is definitely not an episode to paint him in a good picture. I like he's I'm not even that mad at him in this episode, really. Like, you know, it's oh, um, he's not the biggest problem in this episode for sure. But right. But this idea of like, uh, like even Bashir was one of his like groomsmen at like when they did yeah. the whole like path to Kalhaya and everything. And now, well, this is actually a guy that really coveted my wife all those years. And now is going after the successor host. I don't know. It's weird. It's creepy. It's dumb. But of course, um, there's dialogue that also says that he's like, that's not Jadzia. So if it's not yeah. Jadzia, why are you so fucking pissed off about this then? Like, well, yeah, no, that's the, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, Worf is in the wrong and Worf does need to get over it. But all it takes is a little lecture from O'Brien for him to really get, you know, move past that, um, which is kind of what we'll get to in a bit. So, uh, yeah. So then um, uh, Esri goes to see Garrick, who's tearing up his clothes and whatever he's, you know, she's like, well, how did the holodeck go? He's like, not great. You know, this is where he gets really mean with her and starts telling her off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like you know. this though this, because yo, this was great. Yeah, this this shows this shows the, that side of Garrick, right? Which we don't see very often, but it does happen. And yeah. it's you know, I, I I like it. I think it was pretty good. He he's like, you don't even know who you are, you know? Like I just very good point. Yeah, you know, like you think you could help me, like you know? And then he gives us this whole speech, and by the end, he's like, get out of here before I say something unkind. Yeah, that's my favorite line in the whole yeah. show. Now get yeah. out of here before I say something unkind. <laughs> yeah. Now get out of here before I say something unkind. Yeah. Was... I want that sound clip played every time I enter one of these uh, one of these podcasts. Now. <laughs> get out of here before I say something unkind. Then she she goes into the Bajoran temple and has a collapse and, a and has the absolute worst acted cry in probably star trek history this was brutal like again like are you really 
fit to be promoted to lieutenant and become the counselor of this station. Oh, yeah. Like, like, this, you know, I know you're going through a rough time. And I more blame Cisco than her. Like, you know, it's just like... Well, uh, I don't know why Cisco is really, like, just kind of, like, nonchalantly throwing her into the pack. Like, it's like... She clearly uh, has some issues that need to be He just wants his Dax back. He wants his old man back. Yeah, his he friend wants his back, old man back, yeah. Right? Back in the mix. And he, I think he looks at this as a way to sort of patch up the, the pain of like there's of a lot Jed of selfishness Zier. in this episode you know he lost Curzon and then Jedzir came along and I feel like he's just trying to sort of yeah doing the exact same thing again yeah do the exact same thing whereas the others are all having a harder time with this right yeah. um you know anyway she, she goes to, to Cisco and says she wants to resign uh you know and at first he's like well i don't know this is kind of dumb she's like well i can't do it i'm i'm not qualified i gotta live starfleet you know and eventually he was like, well, maybe you can go, um, uh, you know, be one of those Trill uh, guardian types. Oh, no. First, he says, get this, get, go to Trill and get the symbiote out of you. She's like, you know, that will kill me. You you already know that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> but maybe you, okay. Plan B. Maybe you can be one of those guardians and hang out in that Trill mud and that stuff or whatever. And she's not super into that idea either. Uh, and he said that he goes, uh, be intimidating. You know, quite frankly, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. I'll pass this on to Starfleet Command. Dismissed. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. You know? Now, again, why? What is that supposed to accomplish? Uh, to rattle her cage. For what, yes. For what end? To what purpose? What, like, to get he's her, to just get her to being snap mean. Out snap uh, out of what? She's her... feeling like everybody hates her, so his solution is to scream at her and tell her she's worthless. You buck up, or you, yeah, you, <laughs> like it's it's sink or swim, right? It's kind of like you know, like the angry dad mentality, right? Um, so that's you know, it's, it's she she goes off and has another like real tough moment here. Uh, yeah. Then we have that scene here with Worf and O'Brien, where Worf is sharpening his bat left. You know, O'Brien. <laughs> shows up with a bottle of blood wine he's like oh no not again i can't handle more blood wine he's like we can just skip to the talking you know and then and, oh, this is the best he's like uh bashir uh uh sent me along to you know say he's sorry about uh, getting you upset and everything here you know he's like he's sorry if he made you jealous this has nothing to do with jealousy he like swings the bat left and almost hits a bride <laughs> with it you know uh, but O'Brien basically says, like, how do you think Jed Zier would want you to treat Ezri? You know, he's like, I can't even, I, there's no way to know. He's like, you could just ask her, like, you know, you could just ask <laughs> Ezri. She's the one person who would know. Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, you got a good point there, O'Brien. O'Brien's like the one of the only people who can get through to him sometimes, or the one he'll listen to, uh, yeah. other than Cisco, I guess. But Cisco wasn't going to go there. Um, so, uh, you know, he contemplates it. And, they, you know, that this one, con like, all Worf really needs is one conversation. Just like last episode, Amartok told him to stop being mean to Quark, you know? Like, Worf, Worf might be, act like a jackass, but it's, like, very easy to, like, course correct him, it seems like. You know? He's not yeah. too stubborn in his ways. Um, he just has to have this matter brought to his attention, it seems. By uh, someone he respects. By someone he respects. Yeah, I think he would have decapitated Quark for saying the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't think he would have even taken this advice from Kira, um, no. or or Odo. You know, he, he only from certain people, right? So that's that's just one of Worf's things. Uh, then Ezri goes back to see Garrick to apologize for being a bad counselor. I guess um, 
you know, he's like, I wasn't expecting to see you again. See, no, I look at this as the pity party because she's like, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm sorry I couldn't help you because I clearly suck. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Yeah, it was mostly like she's admitting defeat here. I couldn't help you. Da, da, da. Uh, and then basically Garrick in the next few, uh, uh, do you like the writing of Ezreen Wharf? Depends like what you're asking about specifically there, Sam, but um generally like, no they're generally those two's interactions not not much like i come around on it yeah it does get good yeah like well like later on, we'll talk about well, that i guess yeah, i'll we'll find out but at this not point in this episode in this episode it's not great but i think that starting it here wasn't the worst idea either like that there would yep. be sort of like this friction between them at first um and that like we're, we're kind of led to this um I guess like we should kind of already know this based on what we know of the trill is that like, it's not an option for Esri to just get together with Worf anyway. Like, even no, because if, the, the rules say you can't, you, you can't, can't like court. go back to your, you can be friends with your ex husband or your past host's husband or family or children, but um, you can't remarry, you know, the same person again that's right. against their like, like that's a taboo in their society at least yeah right um and you and the symbiote would be um exiled it would never be allowed to be joined again um yeah. if if, if they answer did that, that question is i've seen all of it yeah um and so yeah like it's not an option for her to get back with war anyway but basically as she's going to like have her little surrender uh i'm going to the destiny and i'm leaving forever garrick just basically has a nervous breakdown here uh right in front of her uh you know and she's like well you're gonna get all those um you know save all those lives you know uh this is the garrett garrett kills it in the scene all those cardassians are going to die because of me by helping to end the war you'll be saving lives saving lives and what lives would i be saving human klingon and cardassian no not cardassians they're going to fight to the bitter end. The Dominion will see to that. Don't you understand? Don't you see? I wanted to believe that I was helping my people, liberating them. All I've done is to pave the way for their annihilation. I'm a traitor. I've betrayed So I, I I really love the way they wrote this. I think it makes complete sense that Garrick would be struggling with this, like the fact that he's a defector. He's not. He's helping to kill this, Cardassians, yeah. basically. This episode but, would be a hundred times better if it was just Garrick, because Garrick. we get we get glimpses of Garrick having a hard time, but it keeps getting spanned out with her hard time, which is not really that hard of a time. So it's like the the contrast just isn't there. Like it's, I, I don't yeah. know. It, like, yeah. Like I, I feel, I feel more connection to the plight of Garrick because it's absolutely. more relatable. Uh, yeah. Like in real life, we don't have symbiotes that we can pass from person to person. Yeah. We so can't this, live 300 years. Yeah. With it's not like you can and die. This. And then, uh, you know, your ex, your and Cisco there. even says it at one point. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I don't know if we've got to that yet, but. Uh, he says, like, you know, this is a gift. You're going to figure this out. Like, this is a gift to have 300 years behind you. Yeah. Like, whereas the rest of us don't have that. Like, it, you know, so I, I like that scene as well. But this this episode, if it was just all about Garrick's, you know, you know, 
getting defeated by his own anxiety and stuff like that. I think it would have been a much stronger episode. Yeah. It certainly would. This this scene is so powerful. Absolutely. That yeah. they they do they do this and then you're like you you're really into it and then it's over. Yeah. It's over and it's yeah. over forever. Yeah. They don't forever. revisit this. And I don't even know what she did to, to help him. Nothing. Not Nothing. a damn thing. And everybody's He had a now. breakdown and That's he moved my... on. That's what that's right my problem with this episode. Yeah. But it wasn't like she got him there, but you know, no. she was just like, no, nah, I'm out of here. Sorry. She I'm was there up. to listen. That was it. I give up, Garrick. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, and then he has anyway. So um, and then I don't all like in this, like, all you have to do is have is admit that that what you're feeling and all of a sudden you're totally fixed, like completely not how therapy yeah. works yeah talk all. to the millions of people that you know <laughs> seek therapy every year right. uh, ask them how easy that is <laughs> you know well, like, you know and that's part of the issue uh, with some of these um i guess how they would do it now in a series versus back then you know yeah. like um i don't have a problem with how they did this per se it's just we should have saw more of this through this season we should have saw garrick struggling with this um, yeah. not just a, you know, a bottle episode of his emotions. And then that's the end of it. Like everything else we see of Garrick isn't really anything to do with this. So it's well, a little bit near the end, I'd say when he's dealing, well, with that's like, true. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. right. The destruction uh, but, of Cardassia by the end of the war. Right. That so, would be, yeah, that was, that was a bit much, but, yeah. um, and everything he tried to do. Right. But you know, so he's on like the good side, but he's like, you know, to go against your entire species. Imagine like you were yeah. in his place. It would be pretty weird. You know, like if you're the only human and with a bunch of aliens uh, and you're like, no, no, humanity's bad. We're trying to kill them. Yeah. Norman know, makes a good point there. He right. goes, well, yeah. like O'Brien in hard time and Jordan right. mind's eye. Of course, the ep uh, the next episode, they're always fine, which is true. But we also saw, for instance, Jordy's fascination with uh, 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 Leah Brahms. You know, that that's been over a couple episodes. So it's, you know, these type of things like that can actually continue. And if they do it nicely, it, it works really well. But, um, you know, DS9, it's, and DS9, in my opinion, has some of the longest stretches of episodes that carry over stuff. So it's like you would think that this would be a prime example of how to do this. But yet this one just right under the radar. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, like maybe, uh, having more of an arc, you know, not doing it all in one episode, I think is, is one scene in one, one scene, really. Yeah. They literally, he literally yeah. gets everything solved in one scene. Like it, yeah. it's, it's, it's silly. Right. Uh, anyway, but you know, Ezri's like, you know what, Cisco, I think I can be a counselor. I, I cured Garrick, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to leave Starfleet. He's like, I can't send this, um, I guess I unquitting because I never sent your resignation letter in the first place. I knew this would come around. I knew what I told you to. You're not fit for the uniform. I knew not... when I showed my pearly whites and my bald head, you would you would crack. But what if Garrick hadn't had that episode and like she had just left on the destiny? Is that like how he was willing to leave things? Or, uh, I would have guessed. I don't know. Like <laughs> you know. Anyway, so she's packing her bags. She's still planning to leave because of the awkwardness with Worf. But then Worf comes to see her, and then there's this yeah, conversation. He's st she's staying in Starfleet now. She's, she's staying in Starfleet. Stay yeah, yeah. She's she's but she's leaving the station, and Worf's like, "Well, I don't want you to leave because of me." And she's like, "Well, like you know, like oh." And then she's like, "I don't think Jedzia would have liked the way I treated you." And she's like, "Well, that we agree on that, you know." So, <laughs> um, 
But you know, you There's think your the answer, Jed- Warf. <laughs> you as you also think Jedzir would have went for Bashir. So I don't know. Um uh, if you're so credible here. Uh, like when, when Picard did not force Cisco's resignation back in emissary. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Norman. Um anyway, did you guys like this kind of this final scene? Where they I was waiting of- for the young and the restless theme to play. <laughs> Jane would like that. Uh, I thought this was okay. It's 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 nice. It's short, and they don't again. They don't resolve everything here, right? He's just right. like which is begrudgingly fine. acknowledging yeah. that she's going to stay and that he's going to be fine with that. We're we're cool. You you and I can both yeah. work here, and I I won't be. So, a, so my a, question is, what did she do to make Worf feel that way? Nothing. O'Brien told her to exactly, which yeah. makes no sense at all. Because if you're pissed off about the person himself, somebody else talking to you about it isn't probably going to solve all that. You know, they you might start thinking about it, but he still has to deal with her, and he's not dealing with her at all. He's just like, yeah, I guess you can hang around. Yeah, but he was being don't basic. do it he for was, me. He was dismissing her right from the get. Uh, yeah, you know, true. and so, so now he's at least willing to give her a chance and willing to try to have some kind of you know they they're allowed to talk to each other, they're just you know never allowed to get married, uh, right or whatever. So um, well, which she's not interested in anyway, so it doesn't make yeah. any difference. But well, they are going to hook up later. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, but at uh, this point, she's not. Anyway, then another cutaway where she's now been promoted, guys. She did such a good job, I guess, because such a good job with Garrick that wow, such a good job standing next to him while he had a breakdown. Yep, and then standing next to him when he woke up in the infirmary. Right. Oh, but she also talked to Worf as well. She talked to Cisco's here, like thank you, and uh, oh yeah, Garrick's like back on the job. That's great. Uh, I think I think Jake says that he would that he thinks Ezri's cute. I was yes. like, and yes. I thought about that. I was like, would it be better if Jake and Ezri ended up together? That would have been incredible. That would have been but, way better. Uh, but then it was because like, then there would also be that like you know Cisco's old friends thing, uh, kind of comes into play with that as well. So it's almost like she's dating one of his friends, right? Which I definitely I guess essentially like, is what he would be doing. So. I definitely like the idea of Ezri and Jake better than Ezri and Bashir, but Ezri <laughs> as Curzon Dax knew Jake when he was in diapers, so that's kind of yeah. weird. Um, yeah. So you know, I don't know. So throw that let's, off. Let's but, take a moment to think about Harry Kim. But I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, I, Ezri got promoted in two episodes. I do like that, Jake. That J- every time, like Jake, Jake goes after Kira. Jake goes after that muse chick. Jake goes now. Jake's like, hey, Esri, all right. Jake always likes like, older women. Yeah, dude older just, women, yeah. dude just needs to get laid, and he's on this fucking station. So he's like, I bet you, I bet I gotta you, get something. He, he introduced Cassidy and and Cisco. I bet you he was trying first, and they went, oh yeah, oh, and then it didn't work dad. out. So he's like, well, <laughs> maybe I'll get to catch her in the shower. I bet you she did. He did make a pass at, at uh, Cassidy. Yeah, this is where he's looking at Isri's butt. Jake uh, is one of the only characters I know that can kind of get more slimy as he gets older. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where yeah, Quark tries to give her the plate of food. I guess is a, a way of sucking up to her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Garrick says, "Back on the job, are you?" Um, and uh, oh yeah, and then the, the exchange here with Worf at the end, where he he came to the promotion party. And and he just 
goes cheers with the blood wine or whatever. I like that. It's not like if he had like been like, oh, this is so great, and he'd been too too um warm with her, that would have felt weird after this whole episode. <laughs> I yeah. would have liked him to just stand in the corner and just nod at her when she looked at him. <laughs> like, like, that, that would have been better, in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's that, that that's the end of After Image, guys, and that's the story. Um, It'll probably so, be another 25 years before I even contemplate watching this episode again. You know what? Like, it's like, that's what the good thing with this podcast. It kind of, you know, makes us go and look some of these lesser remembered episodes. It's definitely look. not a diamond, for sure. Not a diamond, maybe. Uh, okay, so let's uh, just let's do some fun facts about this episode. The details, uh, the Delta details, if you will. Um, That's a lot of D's. Uh, you love Julian, the D, don't you? Julian is surprised as he's stating that Jedzir enjoyed Julian's prior flirting with her, although Jedzir herself already told him this three years earlier during their time trapped together aboard the Defiant in Starship Down. Oh, okay. Uh, Andrew Robinson commented, uh, After Image was a difficult episode because I'm also somewhat claustrophobic and having to go to that place is always tough. It was a very emotional trip, but an important one because it shows the passion Garrick has for his race and his planet and the agony he's experiencing by having to betray both. The Cardassian military transmissions he's been deciphering for Starfleet have helped its forces destroy even more enemy warships and subconsciously he blames himself for the death of his fellow countrymen. The way in which the writers tied that in with Garrick's claustrophobia was superb and made the episode much more interesting to do. I also liked how they set up the relationship between the older, experienced spymaster Garrick and the young, inexperienced counselor Dax. So that was a lot of fun as well. Uh, it was less fun for us, I think. Um, <laughs> that wasn't fun for the viewer. But I'm glad you enjoyed it, Andrew Robinson. Uh, the writer, Rena Echeverria, said he was not entirely happy with how this episode turned out. Esri helps Garrick sort of by serendipity, and that gives her confidence. That was the intent, although I'm not sure we pulled it off. I talked, well, at least you know, uh, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was intent. <laughs> I talked to some professional therapist after they saw the episode, and they told me that was just bunk. <laughs> you know, I that agree. was. That was disappointing to hear that we'd missed the mark, but I still think that was a good introduction to Esri. So yeah, I think like maybe just consulting with a with an actual therapist, yeah, and maybe having you know just vetting the script in that way would have been better. They maybe they could have fine tuned this script in some ways to make it more relatable, um, because you know she's she's at best like a sympathetic ear in the episode, right? Versus yeah. just like somebody actually trying to help somebody which there is some importance yeah, it, to that but it, it was like 17th century counseling not yeah. <laughs> not 23rd century counseling starfleet has terrible counselors like where do you think about it <laughs> we really we only have seen a few of them um like troy was okay troy i think mostly is fine she didn't although she... it's correctly but Past um troy is mostly fine i think like you know she's but she I did have she... to deal with alexander so let's be honest she's a saint the thing is uh, with troy whenever she had to do counseling which was not that often um it was always that the, it was never the end the end of no. the episode was not the end of the counseling yeah right yeah for the for the patient but this is the end yeah. Like Garrick is fixed. Yeah. 
He's, he's all better, guys. <laughs> this doesn't like, come up again until near the end of the season. And yeah, it's like, it, and even then, it's not really the same thing. I guess it could be, you know, kind of portrayed a bit like that, but I don't know. If anything, they could have just said, like, okay, Garrick, I'm going to see you every week for their however long, and we're going to keep, like, yeah. leave leave it like. like the last the scene should have been, like, you know, a week later, and Garrick's visiting her in the, the room that they do their counseling in. And she's right. like, oh, nice seeing you again, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, how has it been and stuff? And then, you know, fades to black or something like that. But it, it's, yeah, I the, the ending to this episode is even more jarring than anything, really. Uh, Renee Echeverria said, was scripting this. <laughs> Renee Sorry, was... I had to laugh at this one. <laughs> Barkley is an example of Troy counseling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, he did get he did get rid of the stutter, so uh, that's true. Yeah, do that for what it's worth. He also helped Voyager, kind of. Uh, so Brendan Echeverry said he was scripting the episode before Nicole Deboer was actually had actually shot any scenes. In fact, he was halfway through his first draft of the script before he even knew who was going to be playing Esri. Um, that does so, not instill confidence. You know, so, you know, I, I guess that's just how it goes. Uh, the original draft of the script focused more on Garrick than it did on Esri. Garrick uh, had gone on a dangerous mission for Starfleet. At one point, uh, to avoid capture by the Jemadar, he had to lock himself inside a torpedo tube. As a result, when he gets back to Deep Space Nine and is being debriefed, he suffers a breakdown and forgets the information he was sent to retrieve. That this is when it sounds way better. It does. Uh, this is when Esri would have come into the story. The problem with this structure, however, was that Esri would have had to been very, very, a very, very effective counselor, and that would have made the scenes between her and Garrick more about psychotherapy than about Esri's character. The plot lines were fighting each other. The person who didn't know who she was would not have been an effective therapist, and that was a major part of the story. So they radically simplified it. So the Garrick's problem was, uh, you know, in the second draft, and by the time you know he had seen Nicole Debar, and that gave him ideas about what to do with her, but. Anyway, I like the choice, though, to make it about him betraying his people. Yeah, that is, that is yeah. excellent. Uh, uh, more so than being st stuck in a torpedo tube or whatever. But I can still see how that would have worked. Bet that would have worked well. But sure. I, but and, and then introduce Esri that way, like even introduce her in a way where we don't know who she is right away. Like we really know her who she is right away. Like, yeah because of obviously the previous episode, but it, it's, it would have been kind of nice to not have that focus of her first and then kind of gradually get into that. Oh, by the way, I'm also tax. It would uh, doesn't, doesn't quirk say you have Jedzir's eyes or something. And like, yeah, or is it, or is, or is, Bashir, Bashir says that Bashir, Bashir says, says that. that. Yeah. 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 I can't even tell Bashir and quirk apart anymore because they're just these horn dog guys competing. <laughs> yeah. They're just competing over trying to, who gets the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final quote here from Andrew J. Robinson. He said, Gar Garrick is a Cardassian, and I think of them as really working for the reptilian part of their brain. They're very suspicious when anyone tries to interfere or pry or get inside their very carefully constructed perimeters. So although Garrick was suffering from this terrible anxiety that was affecting his breathing, he was driven to the fence with Frizen, with Esri, dating her, uh, daring her to get inside him and trying to stop her. But finally, his anxiety overwhelms him, and he realized that he does need her help. Uh, and in the end, he is grateful. This is but not he doesn't get her help. She doesn't do anything. No, that's true. Uh, he could have talked to a wall and had the exact same outcome. She, she gave him a, a a war update. Not even counseling, just an update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just saying, hey, they're going to go to that system or something. They're going to go for a new offensive. And he was like, no. Anyway, so uh, those are the facts. Okay, guys, let's get um, into the ratings. I hope I've added this. Uh, sorry. Okay, one sec, guys. Talks amongst yourselves. Uh, three. What's this called? After image? After, After image, image, yep. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Jody, where are you? I'm here? probably not even in there. I got to create a column for Jody. So if you have been on the podcast before or on DSpace, then it would have been not, there. Yeah. So maybe I haven't. So maybe you have not ever rated an episode before. There uh, you go. I just have to delete. I can give you the ones for this season if you want. Sure. Uh, okay. So well, give let's me. Let's do today's first. Okay. Let's do after image first. Yeah. You're up. For me. Oh. Uh... I'm going to give it a 4.5. A 4.5. Okay. <laughs> 4.5. Um, and the previous episodes? Uh, so the first one I would say was probably about a six and a half for me. Six and a half. And, and the second one I would say was probably a six. Okay. All right. Uh, so Kevin, your rating for after image, please. Uh, it's tough. Cause there's a couple of good performances in there. That's the problem. Yeah. I gotta go six and a half. Six and a half from Kevin. Okay. Um, and I think like it's a mixed bag, you know, I think we're yeah. all feeling that, right? Like some of it's good, but it's largely kind of dumb. Um, you know what? Change mine to a 5.5. 5. A five and a half? Yeah, because right. there is some good stuff in there. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. Like, I think I, I feel like it's a six. Like, I think that's where I'm kind of landing. You know, it's like, it's got some good scenes, but overall I would never want to watch this again. So um, it can't be that good. Right. Yeah. So, just like, get a, is... get some YouTube clips of the good scenes and you're good. Basically, yeah. if you're going to watch it on Netflix, just fast forward until you see Garrick again. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when he leaves the screen, just fast forward again. This has a seven because I think you'll still get the entire story for the most part. Mostly, yeah, yeah. Uh, this has a seven point two on IMDb with eighteen hundred votes, directed by Les Landau and written by somebody, uh, Renny Echeverria. Sorry, um, and we would call this. I think we can safely call this an Esri episode, wouldn't you? No shit. Yeah, yeah. Like Davin said in the chat, this is a Garrick episode. No. He's the best thing in the it episode. It should have been a Garrick but episode. But he is not but a Garrick not, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's more like uh, a plot device in the episode, you know? But he's a, his performance what is... What a stellar. device. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, if he if it wasn't for Andrew Robinson and what he does in this particular episode, I think this episode would easily be, like, below a five for me. Uh, but he really brings it up, you know? And uh, and it's not a critique of Nicole DeBoer herself. I just, no, no. I don't... I think no. she was given... She's got a really tough position here because she's replacing a very fan favorite character and, yeah. but she has to make it her own, but the writing is just not there. Like it's, this has nothing to do with her. I'm sure she's fine. 
Except for her crying ability. Her crying ability is terrible. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh yeah, it wasn't a good cry. It was she's not a good fake crier. I would yeah, like don't that. hire her to cry in your your production because it's she, not good. She could she couldn't be the captain of the discovery. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, guess what, guys? Uh the next episode is the classic Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. That sounds like baseball. That's right. It is baseball. The famous <laughs> baseball episode. Um that uh, you know, I think I, I'm very, I'm very at odds on this episode because it's like I could show up and smash baseball for an hour or, but the episode is a good episode. So it's, you know, like Jane doesn't like sports, but she likes sports movies. So maybe that's me too. I love sports movies. Right. So I uh, deal with sports and it's kind of like that. It's, it's probably my favorite sports TV episode. Uh, You know, when I think of like just doing a one-off sports episode, um, um yeah okay i'll give you that it's 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 it's, it's a good episode unfortunately this, yeah. it simpsons, has to do with baseball, baseball as well this baseball the simpsons baseball episode's pretty good well no, you do true burns, true burns right. gets all the ringers <laughs> oh yeah Badly, I told you to shave those side, trim those sideburns. Nor- yeah. Norman has this one perfect. He's like, "This is overrated for me. Would have been better in an earlier season, not during the Dominion War." That baseball episode, I agree. Specifically, the baseball episode. Yeah, well, I think that's what he's talking about. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, like but... I do feel like okay, like this seventh season, it is a really quiet beginning. Uh, you know, yeah. you get these, you get. These oh yeah, teams. there's it. It doesn't really kick in for about, if I remember correctly, about seven eighth episode in somewhere around there jed zier is dead and there's no like it, i i feel like there's just no like we're gonna get Ducat. we're gonna bring him to justice we're gonna do that like it's none of that is happening yeah. right like it's yeah. you know it's just um they're like i don't know i feel like that's part of what i'm really struggling with because like on when claudia christensen's character left babylon 5 like she just laughed she didn't die you know so it was very different that that, that is what does make it different so Bab- what babylon five five great never show sam sam's gonna be checking it out never heard of it Sorry, i fell asleep there yeah <laughs> so. i nodded off a couple times during this episode so <laughs> that makes sense yeah so anyway the next one is take me out to the hollow suite we'll have adam woodward here a big baseball fan uh, to talk about that davin said he's coming no matter what for that so we i might thought davin was house. coming for this one um he said if we needed the numbers uh i guess he figured we didn't need the numbers so uh you well know. We're all we're all worth at least two. So. We will input Davin's rating. Like having six answer. people on automatically. We'll, we'll find out if that six comes up. But right, yeah. So far, this uh, season seven is at a like a six point seven. I feel like next episode will bring it up because I think that you know I'm likely going to give that a good rating. I think most of us will, uh, even though it is. I wish it was. I wish like the story was coming, but I know that there's another 20 episodes after next episode, you know, that we still have to get through. So there's still a lot of time for them to do the things they need to do. Will this be this time? Oh, we'll be back on Monday um, for the next one. Yes. Yeah. This was just, uh, unfortunately Dave had some prior commitments, which are a little bit more important than, well, I was meeting. I, I was I was meeting up with the the, the Federation of Podcasts uh, people, uh, which is a good segue. So, um, you know, segue. You didn't know, we're part of the United Federation of Podcasts, and that's what I, I was meeting up last night with uh, Jamil and Chris Murphy, who I've never met in person before last night. So I finally met him, uh, as well as Andre. Was it everything Mayette. you hoped for? Uh, yeah, and it was more? everything I hoped for. Maybe I don't know about. I more. bet it was it, more. It was at least everything I hoped for. Oh, good. Um, you know, so possibly more. 
Uh, and speaking of Chris Murphy, uh, he has a podcast with Davin called Hold Up, where they talk movies. It's a very good podcast. Uh, three movies in a, in, a, in a theme. I think they're talking about radio movies next, Airheads and others. Uh, yes, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so check that check out their next podcast. I think they're on Wednesday. This I gotta week. figure out when I'm on there next because I am booked for something, but I don't know when. I think I'm yeah, I'm booked in the future too, but I don't yeah. really, they'll just tell you when you're ready. Yeah, they'll yeah. tell me like a week before. Um X-rated, the X-Men uh, animated review, uh an X-Men podcast. Uh I will be on next Tuesday, I believe, to talk about X-Men the uh movie from two thousand. Uh that 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 I love that movie. I I, I need to film the scene. Um at Spencer Smith Park, uh, where I'm going to jump over that barrier and pretend like I'm the X Men coming over Liberty Island. I'm, uh, that's my. Uh, I, I got to get that ready. Going to go so, for that, are you? Yeah, I think that's really going to impress them. You know, I'm going to overlay. I think so too. I think so too. I, yeah. I personally, that. that is one of the only reasons why I'm even going to tune in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that now. I was talking to Andre about that last night, and we're like, we both like this movie. We're like, oh, damn, it's not going to like this movie when we talk about it. But um, we'll get to it. What the original uh, X Men movie? Yeah, like Davin's apparently not a fan. So, really? Uh, uh, I thought it was he, one of the best ways they've ever done it. <laughs> he told Andre, "It's worse than I remember." This is what he watched. He remembers. Wow. Yeah. So look out, look out for that. Has uh, he watched we, the third one? Because the third one's terrible. The ter- third one is the worst one. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, until the X Men Origins Wolverine and some of those other yeah Origins Wolverine wasn't very good either, but yeah. the uh, Wolverine was good. True. Uh, also yeah. in the Federation. Aiming on track. Uh, Kevin Millard on last night talking about the Nine Inch Nails album, uh, Pretty Hate Machine, I believe. Yes. Love that album. Uh, it was a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, we were pretty simpatico. Uh, yeah, no, I, I looked at the ratings this, this morning. You guys get, you know, you were you were pretty uh, lined up. Eamon gave it yeah. the lyrics 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. So he was uh, he was liking that that uh, thing. Are these movies with Jennifer Lawrence? No, that's the second generation of the movies. Yeah, those are the first class. You're talking so the first generation, which was we're talking like yeah, like uh, 2000, 2003 and 2005, I think. I think so. Yeah, but yeah. the 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 original movie, um, you know, Patrick Stewart and that original cast, a lot of it was filmed in Toronto, and some and one scene was filmed across uh, the street from right where, where I live, right where Dave. Right where Dave lives, yeah. I live on Liberty Island, guys. I'm the stash. Well, the... you're a little ways from Liberty Island, but you're close. <laughs> I'm pretty close. Yeah. You like, can see it from your house. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess technically not, but no. Yeah, so he faces the other way. But... <laughs> when you actually look at pictures of Liberty Island, it doesn't look anything like Spencer Smith Park. But um, whatevs. Uh, I think those are all the plugs. Oh, Super Mater Brothers podcast. Uh, we'll be on tomorrow uh, talking about Survivor. So, Survivor Forty Five is into the final seven now, guys. Uh, look out for that. It's going to be finishing wow. up soon. Nail biter. Yeah. He, you can't even believe what's happening yeah. this season. I can't. I. You know what? I. I couldn't believe that that particular person got got uh, evicted or something, and then another yeah, person you... got evicted after that. I know and it was such a shock, right? The, it, you know what? It was. It was almost as much of a shock as my local sports team. Actually, when I look at this cast photo and I look at like the guy in the middle there, the tall guy Drew, like he has changed a lot over this season. It's only been twenty something days, but he's basically turned into Napoleon Dynamite. And it's uh, something to see here, like how fast people lose weight out there, like after 20 days, like three weeks of not eating or whatever. Oh, that will do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. It's riveting, uh, though. It's riveting television. It is. In 90 I, minutes. I can't stop watching it. Kevin and I, we have our watch parties. Yeah. Our own, I'll uh, be on with Josh Foster. Wait, and uh, it's 
fucking 90 minutes every episode is 90 minutes now jesus this... kevin yeah. you know that i mean that's how long we party right it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know uh, we're not watching big brother right we're right, not watching right. big brother and on that note, uh, we'll leave you guys here on a clip. Um, I, 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 li- I liked this little speech from Garrick, so I'll play you out. It's about 30 seconds, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you next time for Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Thanks to the whole panel. Thanks to all those in the live comments. See you next time. I mean, look at you. You're pathetic. A confused child trying to live up to a legacy left by her predecessors. You're not worthy of the name Dax. I knew Jadzia. She was vital, alive. She owned herself. And you, you don't even know who you are. How dare you presume to help me? You can't even help yourself. Now get out of here before I say something unkind. Yeah, get out of here. We'll like see you next move, time. move over, Cisco. That's how you dress someone down. That's how you take <laughs> someone down. <laughs> damn sloppy work. All right. See you next Let's get out of here.